keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Tuesday, February the 22nd. 2022. It is the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter. Praise be to God. Looking forward to going to Mass tonight, 7 o'clock. High Mass, a sung Mass, a great celebration tonight. And uh, we're very much looking forward to that. But today on the program, we're going to be talking about that device that's probably sucking the life out of you. (laughs) I know it is me. At least that's what my wife says about me and my disordered relationship with my phone. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about killing the smartphone in order to save your soul or the souls of your kids, you know, going to the dumb phone. And we're going to have a conversation around the wise phone with creators Chris Casper and John Lentz coming up at 35 past the hour, you know, sort of minimalizing your digital footprint, your digital interaction in order to sort of detox, you know, that kind of conversation coming up at 35 past the hour. There are lots of stories in the news. Russia finally invaded. Okay. All right. I should I should phrase that properly. They sent in peacekeeping troops into parts of separatist Ukraine. Not quite the same as a full-on invasion, uh, but we'll maybe cover some of that story I, I, in the news today. Praise be to God. And then, of course, uh, TikTok influencers doing obscene things in the Catholic Church in in uh, France. We'll cover that in the What's Concerning Us. Runaway inflation. It's not just gas prices. It's also rents. Those are on the way up. Hey, the IRS has said you can opt out of facial identification. You know, that uh, tracking you with AI kind of thing. Like, don't worry. We've got a solution around that. Those stories and a lot more coming up in the What's Concerning Us at 15 past the hour. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Hey, good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. It's a Good to be on with you this morning. You did get your car raffle tickets in, right? Because you're, it's over. No GI. more. Yeah. You can't. Bu- don't buy them. Stop it. Don't I, buy them. I hope. I hope you listen to us and you got your your car raffle tickets because we're going to be drawing that on Friday, seven o'clock. Is central. That'd be central. eight Eastern. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, giving away a Mercedes. Did you know that was in your job description? Giving people a Mercedes. Uh, no, I didn't. I should ask for a raise, huh? (laughs) Listen, if I have to give away brand new Mercedes, I should be compensated. That's a lot of work. I have to reach into the drum and uh, pull out the ticket. Speaking of which, Adrian Ponsek is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. Howdy, howdy. Praise Praise be to God. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? It is. Praise be to God. And you know what? What? I think... That people could still buy a raffle ticket. No, they just couldn't. Mm-mm. It just wouldn't go to anything. It's just we. Okay. I mean, you can I, buy one if you want. I'll give you one. I see if you give me money, I'll that. give you a raffle ticket. It won't be for anything. You can't win anything, but I'll give it to you. Do you want it in crypto? So, how, how do you take your payments? Uh, however you want to give it to me. <laughs> I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'll chickens? take it in D-Wack. Will you do barter? <laughs> will you do barter? Do you take chickens? Or hey, goats I'll, or? I'll barter you for a uh, raffle ticket. I mean, if you would would give me a chicken for a raffle ticket for nothing, uh, then yes. In fact, I will. Like a rotisserie chicken? Uh, Sure, that too. That would be even better for (laughs) me. I don't got to kill it. (laughs) I just watched a video uh, of a guy who took, who started out with a piece of rock salt that was literally as tiny as the smallest pebble, and he traded up until he got a motorcycle. No way. Way. Really? Yeah. Uh, It was cool. It's a cool video, man. Bring back the barter system, I say. We should do that. We should do that. What can we trade for? 
I don't know, like uh, like I have my holy card here. I got a fake raffle ticket. Colby, you have a fake raffle ticket. We'll start with that. Yeah, yeah. I got a, a what, raffle ticket. Doesn't go to anything. What should we like? What's what's a the... Panasonic GH6? Oh, we don't want to go that high. Yeah, well, let's we don't bring want... it down to something. Let's more go reasonable. to a Logitech. <laughs> <laughs> now it's inside camera joke humor. They're not going to get any of that. All right, <laughs> listen, uh, we're going to have a great show for you. Breaking news and stories coming up in just a moment, and then uh, we're going to have Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day. We'll do a little bit of reflection. We're going to have what's concerning us coming up at 15 past. And then, of course, we're going to talk about smartphones and their impact on your life and why you might consider a dumb phone instead coming up at 35 past the hour. All that and a lot more if you can join us in the second hour. Of course, we have our game show for those that are able to be with us. You can find all the links to hang out with us online at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And don't forget, join our email list this week. I'm going to be telling you about uh, how we're going to pray, fast, and do penance as a community. You, us, together are going to work towards this, to pray and fast and do penance every day during this season of Lent for the conversion of ardent heretics and blasphemers. So that's going to be the plan for, for Lent for the Catholic Drive Time community. I'll send that email on Thursday, so be on the email list. Again, linked up on our website. Let's pray, let's begin, and let's ask Our Lady, Queen of Heaven, to intercede for those heretics around the world. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now your breaking news with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Tuesday, February the 22nd, and these are your headlines. Reuters reports, Russia claims border breach from Ukraine. Kiev calls it fake news. Russian forces killed a group of five saboteurs who breached the country's southwest border with Ukraine on Monday. Kiev dismissed the accusations. According to a report of the events, a Federal Security Service Border Patrol identified a sabotage and reconnaissance group that breached the border in the Rostov region. Reinforcements were called in and a clash ensued. Fears are growing in Kyiv and the West that a false flag operation could be staged in eastern Ukraine and used as a pretext for Russia to attack. The Epic Times reports Biden extends U.S. national emergency over COVID-19. President Joe Biden said the national emergency that was declared in early 2020 due to COVID-19 will be extended beyond March 1st, citing what he called a risk to the public safety and health of the country. The emergency would have been automatically terminated unless within 90 days prior to the anniversary date of its declaration, the president sent a notice to Congress stating it would continue beyond the anniversary date. And The Blaze reports Putin orders peacekeeping troops to invade Ukraine, U.S. to respond with sanctions. In response to alleged oppression of Russian-speaking populations in Ukraine, Putin said Russia would send peacekeeping troops into separatist areas, which some say is a brazen excuse to invade a sovereign neighbor state. Although a senior Biden official said that Russia's action does not constitute an invasion, Biden has warned that the United States would hit Russia with punitive economic <sighs> sanctions if they invaded. And Breitbart reports Justin Trudeau insists on emergency powers despite no active protests. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau insisted at a news conference on Monday that his government still needs the unprecedented emergency powers he demanded this month. 
even though police violently removed the Freedom Convoy protesters from Ottawa and no active Freedom Convoy protests are currently occurring. People are out there indicating that they are ready to blockade, to continue their illegal occupations, to disrupt Canadians' lives. We feel that this measure needs to remain in place, he said. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is St. Margaret of Cortona. And I know, I know, she's a Franciscan. We give her a pass. It's okay. Margaret of Cortona was a penitent and was born in Loviana in Tuscany in 1247. Her father was a small farmer. Margaret's mother died when she was only seven years old and her stepmother had little care for her high-spirited daughter and she rejected she was rejected at home and margaret ran off and eloped with a youth from monte pulciano and bore him a son out of wedlock after nine years her lover was murdered without warning and margaret left monte pulciano and returned as a penitent to her father's house when her father refused to accept her and her son she went to the friar's minor at cortona where she received asylum Yet Margaret had difficulty overcoming the temptations of the flesh. One Sunday, she returned to Loviana with a cord around her neck. At Mass, she asked pardon for her past scandal. She attempted to mutilate her face, but was restrained by Friar Guianta. Margaret earned a living by nursing sick ladies, and later she gave gave this up to serve the sick and the poor without recompense, subsisting only on alms. Eventually, she joined the Third Order of St. Francis, and her son also joined the Franciscans a few years later. Margaret advanced rapidly in prayer and was soon to be in direct contact with Jesus and exemplified by frequent ecstasies. Friar recorded some of the message she received from God, and not all of them related to herself, and she courageously presented the messages to others. In 1286, Margaret was granted a charter allowing her to work for the sick poor on a permanent basis. Others joined with personal help and some with financial assistance, and Margaret formed her group into tertiaries, and later they were given special status as a congregation, which was called the Poor Ones. She also founded a hospital at Cortona in the Confraternity of Our Lady of Mercy. Some at Cortona turned on Margaret, even accusing her of an illicit relation with the friar. All the while, Margaret continued to preach against vice, and many through her returned to the sacraments. She also showed extraordinary love for the mysteries of the Eucharist and the passion of Jesus Christ. Divinely warned of the day and the hour of her death, she died on February 22, 1297, having spent 29 years performing acts of penance. She was canonized in 1728. St. Margaret of Cortona, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. 
I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Jerome would say, I suppose the gates of hell to mean vice and sin, or at least the doctrines of heretics by which men are ensnared and drown into hell. Close quote, St. Jerome, pray for us. He has a lot to say today, actually. Uh, there was a, just a mountain, and we could go for hours just on this passage. It's one of my favorite, I would say, in the New Testament in particular, mostly because not only of its implications of the structure of the church, the hierarchy, his, uh, the office of the Pope, I mean, obviously, right? But the typology, the rich typology of our Lord, uh, drawing from uh, the kingdom of David, who was told that his son would be the son of God. <laughs> I mean, it's mind-blowing. The structure that David had in his kingdom is the very structure that our Lord sets up here, with one in particular possessing the keys to the kingdom, as Isaiah 22 makes very clear. You know, that's quoted in this passage, essentially. I mean, there's just so much we could dive into. Ignatius Catholic Commentary pointed out, the temple resting securely on a rock was thus the center of the cosmos, the junction between heaven and Hades. Drawing from this background, Jesus guarantees that the powers of death and deception will not overcome the church in the new temple built upon Peter. I mean, just look at the, the, the symbolism in the location, a giant bald-faced rock upon which a pagan temple was built, next to which a cave that led to the netherworld. I mean, actual uh, like physical things that the Lord is looking at, uh, drawing upon to teach this lesson, to set up the hierarchy of the church and give the keys of authority and power to one man in particular. It is very, very uh, powerful. Ignatius' Catholic commentary also points out parallels between Genesis and Jesus' words, suggesting that Peter assumes a role in salvation history similar to Abraham's. Number one, both are blessed by God. Number two, both respond with heroic faith. Number three, both receive a divine mission. Number four, both have their names changed. Number five, both are called rock. And number six, both are assured a victory over the gate of their enemies. It is, it is mind, I can go on and on and on. I mean, there's just so much to say here. But I think one of the key takeaways for you and for me is who do you say that I am? Our Lord is asking that question of you and he's asking that question of me today. Who do we say that the Lord is? Who is the Lord? What is his role in our life? And does that truth have lasting and deep implications on the decisions we make. Let's meditate upon that. We'll be right back. A popular objection to Jesus' resurrection is that it's merely a ripoff of pagan myths about resurrected deities. Should this be a cause of alarm? I don't think so, for a couple of reasons. First, Christians couldn't have copied from pagan myths because the idea of resurrection as a new embodied life after death was foreign to the pagan worldview. Recall how the Athenians scoffed at Paul's preaching on the resurrection in Acts 17. Second, the majority of the alleged parallels are bogus. The deities never really rise from the dead. The spirit of the Greek god Attis entered into a pine tree after his death, and the Egyptian god Osiris merely reigned as king of the underworld. So to my Christian friends, no need to fret. 
Our belief in Jesus' resurrection didn't come from pagan myths. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For victory in life, we've got to keep focused on the goal, and the goal is heaven. The key to winning is choosing to do God's will and love others with all you've got. Sacrifice, discipline, and prayer are essential. We gain strength through God's Word. We receive grace from the sacraments. And when we fumble due to sin and it's going to happen, confession puts us back on the field. So if you haven't been going to Mass Weekly, get back in the game. We're saving your seat on the starting bench this Sunday. Welcome home. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, we're going to talk about your smartphone and how it may be destroying you, <laughs> sucking the life out of your soul, and how you might consider a dumb phone. Uh, we're going to be speaking with wise phone creators, Chris Casper and John Lentz, coming up at 35 past the hour. So stick around for that if you can. But there are, as I say, several stories in the news that are of great concern to me and I'm sure to you as well. There was some good news that came out yesterday, especially for uh, traditional Catholics who are part of the uh, the priestly fraternity of St. Peter. Uh, Pope Francis has confirmed its use of its uh, 1962 liturgical books, you know, so they get to continue to celebrate the extraordinary form, or what we used to call the extraordinary form of the traditional Latin mass as well as the traditional Latin uh, versions of the sacraments. You know, there's been a lot of uh, suppression of that going on in the Church uh, with Traditionis Custodis and the follow-up directives that have come out of, of the uh, congregation uh, in the Vatican. So the question was, the communities that are a part of the old Ecclesia Dei, you know, the uh, FSSP or the... Uh, Institute of Christ the King, those, how would they be affected? It's been a big question mark and a lot of anxiety on those communities, and it was good news, praise be to God. And we're not going to cover that so much today. I want to tell you we're going to cover it tomorrow more. We're going to have Edward Penton on from the National Catholic Register to talk about what that meeting entailed, what does this mean, what about the rumors that more is coming, how does this affect those communities, and more. That's going to come up tomorrow's uh, guest segment, so stick around for that if you can, and share that with a friend that you know is in the traditional community, and this might be of interest to them. But I, however, am very grateful for this, and praise be to God, I'm looking forward to going to the Mass tonight for the chair of St. Peter in celebration, giving God thanks. But we'll see how it goes. More on that tomorrow. There's a story that uh, caught my attention today. This is out of LifeSite News, LifeSiteNews.com. The headline goes, TikTok influencers film disturbing obscene video in a parish church. Now, I have no intention whatsoever of reading you the vulgarity and the description of this article. It is it's vile. Let's just let's just leave it there for one moment. There's several things that have caught my attention about this. Number one is this trend, because we live in a day and an age where uh, you have social media stars. I mean, Rudy, you're a social media star. You're on TikTok. <laughs> you're a TikToker. Right. <laughs> you uh, you probably get millions of views doing you. What do you do on TikTok anyway? You know what? I got boosted yesterday for some reason. They're, so that they're was odd. You. That it was, was odd. They what? were like, "Hey, well, you know what? We'll give you a chance." Is it the dancing? Is it the rap song? <laughs> I don't. Like, what I is don't it dance. About your... 
Look, I use TikTok mm-hmm. because they have mm-hmm. some funny filters and Do stuff. They? And you okay. can, you can mm-hmm. edit your video in there. Sure. I mostly just edit. I don't spend much time on there at all. The old funny filter argument. I got right. where you're going with that. <laughs> you know, but it really is accessible, though. Oh, I is. don't recommend it's it. It's a total. <laughs> I, I can't. T- I can't. I'm not on TikTok. I don't want to be on TikTok. Yeah. I mean, Instagram is bad enough. And I'm not on oh, yeah. there hardly ever either. Yeah. Uh, but it just, Which, by the way, around. you can restrict your content a little bit, but still, Crazy it doesn't make guy. much difference. So one of the one of the aspects of this story that's disturbing, besides the obvious aspect of the disturbing story, is how social media influencers, air quotes here, right. people who are professional social media stars will push themselves to do wild and crazy things in order to get more views, mm-hmm. in order to keep the algorithm machine cranking. Yeah. And uh, it's a it's an addiction. And I that's one of the things I totally dislike about social media and new media is you are stuck in this game. It's a gamified system where you have to play it by its rules and if you fail to do so, you get punished. So you're like a you're like the little, you know, rabbit or the little, you know, hamster in the wheel just always looking for for that reward, right? I it's, mean, it's an evil form of of consolation. You know, consolation yeah. comes from God. Yeah. But for these people, for mostly young people, their consolation is getting more likes. It's getting more right. comments. It's getting exposure. More it's becoming views. supposedly famous, but and famous in, in whose mind? You know, it's it, yeah. These well, they're making a lot of money. Sure. And they're participating in some terrible stuff. I mean, I can think of examples. There was maybe six years ago, five, six years ago, there was a gentleman. I think he was from the Singapore area or something like that. He was famous for going up to the tops of buildings and hanging off by his fingertips. And well, he fell one day and he died. I think it was like days before he was supposed to get married. He fell to his death on live streaming social media. There was uh, not all that couple, maybe a month or so ago, there was a guy who with an airplane channel and he intentionally crashed his airplane just for views. Wow. Uh, I mean, now he may be, you know, facing charges because, you know, the FA is investigating. And then there's this guy out of Paris who lives, I guess he's uh, someone who identifies as homosexual. He and another homosexual friend went into a Catholic church outside of Paris and they filmed themselves doing things, uh, dancing in a certain way that was very obscene mm-hmm. and uh, in a, and they were committing sacrilege uh, among other you know grave crimes and sins. And they filmed it and they put it on TikTok and it blew up. And TikTok eventually, I think, took it down or somebody took it down and they posted it again. They just kept posting it. And it's gotten some like six million views, I think, the last count. And... The response is from a lot of people is, well, you shouldn't be doing that inside of this church. And his response was, well, the church is wrong about its opinions of homosexuality and, and homosexual marriage. Therefore, I wanted to do this. You know, and on and the many levels, I think, disturbed me about this, besides, again, the obvious ones. Like, think about, think about the, the one, the gamified system of social media. Number two... Like we we gives ourselves we give ourselves we rationalize everything we do. Like I have a right to go into someone else's property because I have a thing to say and I have a thing to do. Like let's just assume for the sake of the conversation that this person legitimately was protesting the Catholic Church's position on same-sex unions and and the like. Does that give them a right to go into a church, a sanctuary, and do whatever they want? Like. Even absolutely not. Like, where's the? There's no logic. There's no like even on that level. Like, I don't understand why that's not just obvious. Like, I, there's a lot I disagree with my neighbor, 
but my neighbor deserves rights to their property. Like I don't, I don't have a right to go on their property and just act any old way I want. Like I, it just boggles the mind how people they don't think clearly. Even more so, you know what? What does God deserve? Right. Exactly. <laughs> we have to worry about about what God thinks about us trespassing on His property and committing sacrilege. Yeah. And think this is the sad thing, you know. If this person never repents in their life, and we have to pray for them, mm. think about what their final judgment is going to look like. Yes. You're, you're, we're talking about videos playing back. Well, what about the video of their life being played back at the final judgment? And is that the, something that you want to show? Right. And then what if one of us had an opportunity to have an impact in this man's life? We could possibly have planted a seed that might possibly have led to his re- conversion or reversion uh, to truth, to, to the church. Right and have a repentance and contrition and do acts of reparation and save his own soul. Like, what if we could have have been a tool in the hand of the Holy Ghost to affect that change? And what if we failed and refused to do so because we didn't want to be criticized or we didn't want to we didn't want to uh, feel like we want people to think we were being judgmental or whatever? For, you know, so most of the comments apparently on the video, according to this LifeSite article, have been, "Oh, you're not supposed to do it there," and. What's bothered me about this is, where is anybody, the local bishop, the local clergy, has anybody said, this man needs his soul saved? Mm-hmm. Like, look how far along. Imagine imagine if, uh, if St. Augustine never had anybody in his life, no St. Ambrose, no St. Monica, in his life constantly trying to save him. Imagine if he never got saved. I mean, a lot would have changed. He, that man's story, the confessions, have impacted probably millions of souls over the course of time in those last 1,500 years or more. Uh, it, it, it's mind-boggling to me that in the response to this, the answer is, well, you don't trespass, or, you, you know, it's, it's sacred space. Yes, it's sacred space, and it's blasphemy, and it's horrible. But is, does no one care enough about this man's soul to try to save him? That's, that's mind-boggling to me. Here's another story. Uh, this one out of the Blaze Media. Facebook slaps down the Babylon Bee. Claims <laughs> that a post from the satire site goes against our community standards and hate speech. So it's okay to get 6 million views on TikTok for uh, homoerotic dancing in a Catholic church. But apparently uh, making jokes from the Babylon Bee on Facebook is not acceptable. A little bit of the article, it says... Facebook has declared that a post by the satire site The Babylon Bee ran afoul of standards regarding hate speech. The popular satire site has shared an article mocking the idea that Amy Schneider, a biological male who identifies as a transgender woman, I'm already very confused, broke the record for winning the most money of any woman in the history of Jeopardy. Facebook slapped slapped down the satire site for posting the piece titled Trans Woman Breaks Jeopardy Record, proving once and for all that men are smarter than women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, but... Yeah. I, don't, I don't see any lie there. <laughs> you, you asked for it? I mean, like, <laughs> like it, it's, it's so twisted and troubling that we live in a world where we're expected to toe the line here. Right? We're expected to go along with these perversions, these lies, these, these twists of truth. We're expected to pretend as though this is normal. And even a toddler would know that this is abnormal. You must believe that the emperor does not have clothes on. Yeah. 
you know, it's funny because we live in a society now, and it's a meme, you know, but we live in a society. Uh, but the, uh, the <laughs> I've heard that line. Yeah, but uh, the, the thing is, we live in a society that is encouraging and is directing man towards hell intentionally. So, for instance, in this transgender issue, there are about two dozen things wrong in the situation. Uh, one thing, though, is the fact that they desire and they demand that everyone lie yeah everyone can have i have two eyes and i can see i have two ears and i can hear and yet i'm supposed to say no that's a that's a woman even though clearly it's a man and this is it's it's causing us a lie and yesterday we talked about how the basic monetary system like they're causing people to commit usury it's constantly like we have to be heroically saints today to fight against the world of flesh and the devil, mm. because they every single corner of society is trying to get us to commit sin constantly. Whether it's sins against the flesh, whether it's uh, the sins of speech, whether that's be, uh, meaning detraction, because you know detraction gets great clicks. If it's uh, lies, if it's uh, lying about your transgender issues, if <laughs> yeah. it's uh, committing usury by the monetary system, it's just a society that's built upon desiring to get us to commit sin and yeah. it's terrifying we definitely have to make very solid choices and i think part of the key here is you have to decide like now where you stand this way when you are uh, facing the challenge you've already made the decision you have peace in that and peace is part of the process being at peace is part of the process of desiring to be uh to be a help to the soul that's desperate for that, right? Like, we can't just leave these souls abandoned. We must do something to be, uh, again, a hand in the Holy Spirit to help them bring these souls back to, to conversion. Like, we can't just abandon them to their wilds. We must do something. We must step out in faith and work towards this. So let's uh, pray for these people. Let's pray for their souls. Let's pray for their salvation. Let's offer acts of reparation. We'll be right back. Breaking news and stories and the wise phone up next. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for the world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard the expression, free love? Do you know what it means? It means false love. True love does not want to be free. It wants to bind itself. It wants to give everything and forever. It wants to make a vow, a promise that it will keep. G.K. Chesterton says the man who makes a vow makes an appointment with himself at some distant time or place. The question is, will he keep the vow? That's the adventure. The perils and the punishment must be real. If I bet, I must be made to pay, or there's no poetry in betting. If I challenge, I must be made to fight, or there's no poetry in challenging. And if I vow to be faithful, I must be cursed when I'm unfaithful. Or there's no fun in vowing. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now, more headlines. 
LifeSite reports Illinois County has to pay over $370,000 for a firing nurse who refused to cooperate with abortion. Winnebago County must pay $370,000 in attorney fees to, to a team representing a Catholic pediatric nurse whose name is Sandra Rojas. She refused to refer patients out for contraceptives or abortions. The county had fired her in 2015. Earlier last year, the 17th Judicial Circuit uh, Court in Illinois ruled that the county violated the Illinois Health Care Right of Conscious Act when it fired her. She also worked for the county for 18 years. Breitbart reports Pelosi's strong financial ties in China keeping her from investigating COVID origins. Author Peter Schweitzer points out that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi used to be critical of the Chinese Communist Party, but has since been silent and refused investigations into the virus's origins, now that she and her family have strong financial ties in China. Her husband and son have both done deals there, and she's really pivoted. She used to be quite critical of Beijing on human rights. That has changed almost entirely, he said. And Sky News reports Dominican Republic starts work on border wall with Haiti. The Dominican Republic began construction on a 122-mile-long border wall with Haiti in an effort to stop the smuggling of drugs and weapons into the country as well as illegal Im immigration. The first phase of the project is expected to be completed within nine months and will be of the benefit to both nations to help fight organized crime in both countries. Epic Times reports organized shoplifting spurs high-tech security measures. Retail shoplifting has increased since 2019, due in part by inflation and supply chain disruptions, and has prompted stores to adopt stronger methods to deter thieves. One measure involved the use of spider wire with an electronic security tag on a $20 package of steak at a Walmart in Florida, as shown in a social media video that has since gone viral. According to the FBI, organized retail crime costs American retailers about $30 billion a year. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. On a mission to destroy digital addiction, restore relationships, and prevent pornography, and live life fully, uh, Techless and Wisephone creator and founder Chris Casper joins us. Good morning to you, sir. Hey, good morning. So glad to be here. I'm excited to talk. Let's do it. Praise be to God. You know, just yesterday, I went, uh, I usually have to take a nap every day because I'm up at 3 a.m. So by 2, 2.30, I'm like nap central. And uh, I, but I can't just nap. That would not be productive, right? So I nap while listening to things in my ear so that I can consume content while napping. That's how bad things are. And my wife oh, was man. like, I'm in... <laughs> go ahead. That's awesome. You're Superman. I'm impressed. I'm right. impressed. I wish I could do that. Mad skills. <laughs> but my wife was like, look at you. Look how bad this is. Like, you can't even put that thing down. And I think she's right. Uh, we are so addicted to these devices. They have made such an impact and inroad in our life that if we were to detox from them, it would probably take a week. What say you, Chris Casper? Yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, so we, we sell a phone that doesn't do any of that stuff, right? It calls, it texts, it has a few basic tools, clock, calculator, maps, camera. But here's the deal. I mean, you really hit the nail on the head. It takes about a week. Um, when I switched to Wise Phone for myself, my hand made this shape like a smartphone. I kept picking up my phone and looking at it for about a week. And then I realized, wait, I can't do anything on this thing. And it, it, it's a habit, man. It, it's real. You know, I think that addiction thing is very real. The dopamine rush, the need to constantly, uh, constantly be connected. So what started you down this road? Why did you feel the need to create a dumb phone that looks smart? 
Yeah. Yeah. So the story really began for me. My wife and I've done foster kids foster care. We've had probably seven kids come and go in our house. And at one point we had a 10 and 13 year old girls. They were sisters. They were dropped off at our house. And, you know, we filled out the paperwork, the engine half stack and the caseworker walked out the door and said, Oh wait, don't let these girls near anything that looks like a smartphone. And there's this critical moment where, you know, you want to impact, especially foster kids day one, you don't want to be the jerk (laughs) that takes away all their freedoms. And, and they were used to smartphones and we were stuck. Like there were no good options on the market of something we could trust them with. And, you know, we found out Amazon Alexa was a good device because we could trust them with it. And it was built in at the device level. They couldn't do weird things other than listen to some rough music. Um, And so we were like, okay, how can we take that principle of a, error-proof device and apply it to smartphone. And so we just went out and made it because there was nothing like it at the time. What is the, uh, I want to ask so many questions, but one of the questions that come to my mind is what does it cost to develop a phone? I mean, because I, if I, li- I remember listening to you, your interview on Matt Frad's uh, Pints of Aquinas, and you were talking about how you ran into a wall with the Google Play Store and yeah. how they didn't want it to play with you anymore. And that sort of <laughs> yeah. forced you to pivot and do the hard uh, work of creating. Yeah, yeah, I, at the end of the day, we actually had a philosophical disagreement with Google, whether parents should have access to kids messages or not. Um, and they didn't like that. And they didn't want another company coming out. They believe kids have the right to privacy. And we believe if you love your kids every now and then you check in on them. Um, and so, yeah, we got booted from the play store for that reason. Um, and we had to go and build our own platform mm-hmm. ground up distribution for apps and pushing updates in the whole nine yards. And it wasn't easy. I mean, that is the heart. That was one of the hardest things we've done. I mean, and to answer your question, it's, it's a $10 million project minimum wow. <laughs> type of type of thing. Now we actually did it for a whole lot less um, because we are, uh, uh, yeah, we're an early stage startup. We had some investors that believed in what we were doing, but it was not some simple, Oh, let's spin up a, an app, you know, and develop this thing and push it to the play store. We're doing platform, platform level design here. So, mm. so being that you are somewhat disconnected from Google and I imagine also the Apple store, um, there's, uh, not really a big risk of having your, your privacy being you know, stolen or monitored by these companies. Uh, is that true with, with your, with your phone? Yeah. Yeah. We, we went to great lengths to de Google and de Apple our phone. And, and that wasn't easy. I mean, above and beyond taking our tools off their servers and not using the Google play store for it as a distribution method, we took out everything and we're using bits and pieces of Android, but we cut all ties with Google. And just to give you some context of how little we're communicating, um, this is just a real life statistic here. So our phone, the, the number one thing in your phone that uses battery life is your antenna, right? Submitting data to the networks. Well, our battery, and I'm not going to, I mean, it will, I, my phone, I charge it every four days Whoa. because it's <laughs> sending, it's the same device as a phone that you have to charge every day, but it's just sending that much less data back and forth over the cellular network. And we just took out all the bloatware and all the garbage and all the stuff that tracks you and it's gone. Wow. That's insane. Considering I have to charge my phone like three times a day. Uh, (laughs) Maybe that says more about me than anything else. Um, But you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about, I was listening to your interview with Matt Fried. I highly recommend people check it out because it's like a three hour long conversation versus our 20 minute conversation. But Our Lady of Fatima, she appeared to the Shepherd Children in 1917 and to the Shepherd Children in uh, Fatima, Portugal. 
these shepherd children have no access to television. Their phones didn't exist. 1917. And she appears to them. And the, uh, Our Lady tells Sister Lucia she can't make, that Our Lady, she, that she cannot make people good. They must themselves want to be good. And Jacinta reminds her of something that Our Lady had said and says, The sins which cause most souls to go to hell are sins of the flesh, sins against chastity. And that was in 1917, whenever we didn't have smartphones in our pockets where Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Facebook, and all these things are showing us these uh, pornographic images constantly. Even if you're not watching pornography, you're being exposed to pornographic images constantly in every single thing you're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could you speak a little bit about that issue? I know that's a huge concern for many parents um, when thinking about their future phones or even the parents themselves. Yeah, I mean – at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is create peace uh, for people. And part of that involves just turning off the struggle that hits you between the eyes every single day, mm-hmm. whether that is explicit images. I mean, everything we've built has been from the ground up and it's porn free. And there's other things that we want to release, but we're not going to release them yet because we are 99.99% sure that they're safe here. And we just want to, you know, go fight that struggle, go um, build up discipline or whatever it takes to hit the head, hit the world head on, but just don't fight that in your pocket every day, 24 seven. It's mm-hmm. one less thing to have to worry about. You know, you, you said you were going to release things. I wondered if that's a slippery slope too. Are you tempted as a tech company to begin to add stuff? And like, at what point does that become counter to the mission that you set off on? Yeah. Yeah. No, it is a slippery. It, it, it's absolutely a slippery slope. And I mean, I, I, I had a conversation with the guy that created the Apple mouse a couple weeks ago. Okay. And this dude's brilliant. He was the president of EA sports or something like, I don't know his official title there, but I was talking about this. I was like, Hey, could we release the techless tool store and start having third party apps? And he started groaning because he knows what uh, Pandora's box of consumer expectations there are, what's okay. And what's not. And really what we have is we've created a set of sort of design principles and they're very countercultural they're very not apple not google and you know six or so design principles that we are irrefutable that guide what we release and you know one of those things is what deepens relationships that's probably the most important one what deepens our relationship with one another and with god and if it doesn't do that then we're not going to put it on the phone and and that's you know that's very abstract but we start filtering everything through those principles and it makes the questions a lot easier So, I mean, we're up against a break now. We'll have to pause and come back after the break to continue the conversation. But I wonder, like, how do you how do you decide what what's too much? Like, how how many apps should this dumb phone have after all? Uh, Anyway, we're going to ask that plus more. Why not just take your smartphone and dumb it down? Why go buy a different device? That's another question I have. All that coming up right after this very short break. We're talking with Chris Casper. He's the founder of Techless and the Wise Phone. And uh, we're having a conversation around the philosophical use and involvement of these smart, connected devices in our life and the impact that has. So all that and more is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Have a drive demo. We'll be right back. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. 
Our family has spanned the centuries and the globe. With God's grace, we started hospitals to care for the sick. We established orphanages and helped the poor. We are the largest charitable organization on the planet, bringing comfort to those in need. We educate more children than any other institution. We developed the scientific method and founded the college system. We defend the dignity of human life and uphold marriage. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are transformed by sacred scripture and sacred tradition, which have guided us for 2,000 years. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the sacraments and fullness of the Christian faith, Jesus started our church when he said to Peter, the first pope, You are rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. So if you've been away from the Catholic Church, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. We are Catholic. Welcome home. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Chris Casper, creator of WiseFone and Techless. You can go to their website, by the way. I should have mentioned this earlier. Techless.com. T-E-C-H-L-E-S-S. Techless.com. Check it out. We'll link to it in the uh, live video streams anyway. But techless.com is the website. Welcome back to the show, Chris Casper. Let me ask you a question. Why should I b- purchase your phone when I could simply dumb down my, my smartphone, my very expensive, beautiful, incredibly capable? Why, why, why shouldn't I just dumb this thing down? Why do I yeah. purchase your product? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I consider my two competitors a flip phone and a smartphone. And there's really an answer to both of those. Flip okay. I mean, and dummy dumb. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say a flip phone real quick. People think it's safe. It's actually the worst of the devices. Okay. Really? So it, there are no restrictions on flip phones whatsoever. And they have full access to everything. So flip phones are really pretty toxic. Okay? My mind is and they're pain to, <laughs> Yeah. And they're a pain to use. Okay. So now back to your smartphone question here. Um, I mean, the answer is you could lock down your smartphone. Mm-hmm. And how many times have you mm-hmm. deleted an app mm-hmm. only to put it back on? Or how many times <laughs> have you? I mean, it's just this game that I don't you know, play constantly. Four or five <laughs> dozen times a day. I yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it really, at the end of the day, again, you have so much capacity mentally in a day to make decisions. And this instant, it's why Steve Jobs wore a black shirt every day. He didn't have to make that choice. And so if you want to go do something productive, it's not that hard to physically walk to a computer, open it up and do it. I mean, I'm the CEO of Techless and that's how I operate. And so it forces you to be lightly intentional with your time. I want to hop into work mode, boom, I open up my laptop, I'm ready to go. And so there's this habit or these exercises that create healthy rhythms within yourself. And so it's really just a commitment to living a slightly more healthier life at the cost of little bits of convenience. And so there's a reality of you're letting go of some things, but at the end of the day, it's a better choice. You know, I'm shocked by what you said about the uh, flip phone. I am too. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my uh, uh, good good friends of mine, the the TFP, the uh, a lot of them have completely abandoned smartphones. The vast majority of the TFP members have abandoned smartphones. They're all use dumb phones. They use flip phones mostly. And I tell you what, when I'm with them and I'm trying to text and a message to them, it's a pain in the <laughs> rear. They sit there like, hold on, I got to respond to this text. And about 20 minutes later, like, okay, I'm done. It was two sentences long, so. Uh, we're done. For yes. the, for, we've lost the whole day already. But uh, but yeah, so that's very interesting. But, you know, to, to pivot just a little bit, in your conversation with Matt Frad, you had asked him a question about um, 
tech tech use in the church. And I thought that was a very interesting question. I started pondering that because, I mean, the church has been around for 2,000 years. We've seen technology rise and fall. Things come in, things go away, and it changes things constantly. And I was thinking specifically about the use in the mass because we have uh, microphones, we have lights, these kind of things that didn't exist before. And I was thinking about the old style of preaching was lost because of microphones and these kind of things. So I wanted to open up the conversation to a more of a broad topic of tech use overall and not just our phones because of this kind of thing. I was thinking there used to be this old preaching style where you would preach from the pulpit and people all mm-hmm. the way in the back of the church could hear. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, everyone here in the studio goes to the traditional Latin mass and it is very common in the traditional Latin mass that they get rid of the microphones. There's yeah. no, like, there's no amplification of the sounds. The, uh, the priest is facing the altar. He's saying the prayers quietly. He's saying he, whenever things need to be heard, he speaks up, he speaks louder. Um, these kind of small things that kind of create a techless worship, which was very jarring to me when I first started attending, but I came to love it because it was, it was eternal. It was something that was not, you're stuck in the 21st century. It's something that connects you through the past, uh, liturgy of the past. Uh, what say you about the whole technology just involved in, in worship and church and in society, how, how much we've changed? Well, yeah, I mean, a couple, couple things. One, if you look at the way Jesus communicated with the world, he didn't use the technology of the day. He didn't even use the written medium. Everything that he did, his medium was the air between him and other people. And that was it. And, and he changed the world. And so I've kind of become more at peace with the idea of just doing this simple type gathering, you know, type. it's a different me- mechanism here. And so I, I believe you can change the world and change yourself through that. And then secondly, I mean, you've seen just as time has gone on, we've shifted to a more digital world, less material world. Um, and I think that with that, the, there's an erosion of relationship and, um, you know, even think about a mass size, for example, without microphones, there's only so many people you can have attend that versus you have a larger one with microphones and now you can do it remotely or distance and that and that distance just creates some semblance of uh, disconnect between people and communities as opposed to coming together. How about you used to have to walk to mass? That was it. Or maybe take a horse and now you could drive 60 miles if you want, you know, no big deal. All of these things kind of feed into this erosion, I guess. And these are just Think, I'm thinking out loud here, so I'd love to hear some more of your perspective on on it. But technology definitely has changed the way we've done church. Wow, yeah. I mean, I wish I could walk to Mass. That would be fantastic. We <laughs> we have to drive quite a, quite a bit to get to the Mass. But you know, I'm I'm wondering um, I'm wondering if you could speak on this particular idea. You know, people like to be connected. I think many of the reasons why people get smartphones are to send photos, for example. Um, or join a social media uh, platform. It's it's to connect with people, and and very easily this this social media or uh, you know even your smartphone can become a, something disordered in the way that you connect with people. Um, I'm wondering um, how how do people continue to stay connected with something like a dumb phone? Like for example, with your phone, are you able to send and receive messages? And uh, what about uh, group text, for example? That would be something that would be important to me to be in 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 contact with my friends. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I completely agree. There's importance in being connection. I think there is my only hesitation just with that word in general is it's been skewed something 
negative has been skewed to be something positive. So we have this craving to connect with people that we will never actually have meaningful relationship with. We want to reach out and connect with this celebrity that has 10,000, 10 million followers. And we're pouring our life energy into this meaningless relationship in a sense. So, I mean, I'm always trying to, yeah, everything I'm designing is trying to connect people with the meaningful relationships, the people that we do interact with in person, the family, you know, those very, very close folks. Um, and then regarding group messaging and everything like that. Yeah, we, we use group messaging in a way that Android would similarly. So there are some Apple Android idiosyncrasies that are just universal to all Android devices. And we have those same, same idiosyncrasies, but we allow that. Mm. Let's talk about cost. What does your device cost? How do people like we can? I can go to an AT and T store, for instance, or or T Mobile, whatever, to get my device. How do they get your device? What are the costs? What are the carriers? Tell me about that. Yeah, so the only way you can buy Wise Phone at this time is to go to techless.com and grab it from our website. It's $399. It is a one-time upfront charge, which is actually an anomaly in the world. Most of the time people sell their phones at a loss and then they nickel and dime you afterwards by selling a carrier plan or they often, um, the bloatware I'm talking about, they actually Mm. sell that data Um, and we don't do any of that. (laughs) So, you know, no ads, that's kind of a kind of the game. And as far as carriers are concerned, we are compatible with all major carriers. And so we're specifically focused on the US market. Um, we're testing international as we speak, but that's that's who we're officially supporting at this time. So, so AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. So we would is the process that we would buy the phone from techless.com, yep. you would send it to us and then we take it to a carrier to get the service. Yeah, that's yeah, you can buy the phone and the day you get it, you can put in your SIM card from your current phone oh, and pop it in this phone and it works. So oh. it's, 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 so, it's a pretty straightforward process. So you don't have to change your number or anything. Hmm. Well, that's pretty slick. Actually, if you wanted to use both, like I, we have to use ours for work. I mean, I'm, so I'm using this device all the time, but if I wanted to put myself in timeout, I could take my SIM card yep. out, throw it into a techless, and then I wouldn't have access to any of those apps. Right. Yeah, totally. And actually, I travel quite a bit internationally. And when I do, I pop my SIM card out of my wise phone mm-hmm. and I'll put it in my iPhone um, every now and then. Not all the time, but just if I feel like I really need to be connected or I want that contingency, I'll do that. So Wow. Now, I have a, a deep need for 8K video in 120 frames per second at 10-bit 422 color science. Your camera does that, right? <laughs> I, I won't, I won't, um, <laughs> I won't claim that, uh, our camera is like a 10 out of 10. So if you're really going for videos, stick with your iPhone. <laughs> that's it's not bad. It's yeah. not bad, but like, that's not really what we're selling here. Our right. goal is to just capture memories. We're not making heavy production value stuff. So, yeah. Do you feel, do you feel like, is that part of the slippery slope? Is that part of like where you're tempted? Like, oh man, to compete with the Joneses here, I have to come up with a better camera every time. Cause I, it's like iPhones thing, right? is new camera systems all the time. Yeah, so I I think it, so if you listen to Apple, every time they come up with a new product release, it's always more bigger, awesomer, yes. cooler, you know, and, exactly. and just even just the visuals, it all everything grows in their visuals if you watch their presentation. <laughs> and and that's not the game we're playing. And so the hardware we're using, anything we find that's being produced in today's modern market is sufficient and and it's great. So we really don't have to play that game. The hardware is not broken. It's really the software that's philosophically just hurting us. And so that's what we're going after here. Got it. So 
The techless is really not for, I mean, it's just a complete change from the lifestyle that we've been used to with smartphones. So we yeah, shouldn't even yeah. think of them as related in that way. How long does it take? If one purchases one, what is like the turnaround time? Are you having supply chain issues, that kind of thing? Where, where are your devices manufactured? Yeah, so I would argue to say that 99.8% of devices in the U.S. are made in China. So there's just no way around that right now, but we have them in stock. Um, we're actually working on a really big software release currently. And for that reason, we are holding off shipping for a few more weeks. So if you order now, it'll be a few more weeks, but typically okay. you place an order, comes out the next day, uh, and it will take you three days to get your phone and we're ready to go. All right. Techless.com is the website. Techless.com. Chris Casper, thank you for your time today. We're very appreciative. God bless you. God love you. Have a great day. Awesome. Thanks so much. Bye. All right. That is going to do it for hour number one of Catholic Drive Time. Thanks for joining us. We always love having you here. Praise be to God. If you are at all able to and can join us for the second hour, we would love to have you. We're going to play our game show Fear and Trembling, and prizes are at stake. It's going to be a lot of fun. Plus, we'll have more conversation with you directly in the after show. Go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. To find all the links to the live video, you can even watch live right there if you wanted to. That's grnonline.com forward slash C-D-T. God love you. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Your Odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. If you had the chance to sit down for 10 minutes with the world's greatest teacher, would you take it? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. If you said yes, you're in luck. Go take out your Bible, and you can spend 10 minutes or even more with the Spirit of the Living God. Who has a better teacher or greater expert than the Holy Spirit? In his rule, St. Benedict sends us to the Bible every day, and it's free. 2 Timothy tells us all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for refutation, for correction, and for training in righteousness. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day? For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day? Hey Donnie, who were the first two people God created? Adam and Eve. 
There you go. And what did we inherit from them? Original sin. As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. It is Tuesday. February the 22nd, 2022. We just had a great conversation with Chris Casper from Mateklis about smartphones that are killing the soul and the need to consider a dumb phone instead. And that, I think, would be hard for most people to walk away from the connected device. It's, I mean, today we live in a world and a society where the homeless have smartphones. So it's definitely, it's definitely an issue. It's definitely an issue. Uh, at any rate, a great conversation. We'll be posting that at some point to our CDT channel. I would say we'd post it to our GRN channel, but we got struck, so we can't do anything there right now. Dang. So there's that. Uh, good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Uh, good morning, Joe. Just give me a sec. I'm going to check TikTok yeah. one moment. Checking check my social media TikTok here. TikTok stars. Good uh, grief. I mean, like, <laughs> walk, put it down and walk away, buddy. I could man, you do that? Could you for Lent? I, I, I know some people to. do that for Lent. They they fast from they abstain from social media during the season of Lent. Like all the friends would be like, like at Ash Wednesday, okay guys, that's it. See you later. I'll see you on the other side. And then like you, you don't see them for another two, three days, and then all of a sudden they start They're popping back. back up. <laughs> Listen, your resolution shouldn't be it's not something you put away, it's something that's supposed to improve your life for the rest of your life. So could if you you're really away? serious about putting yeah. that away, can maybe you walk you away? Can I do it? Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, the reason mm -hmm. I asked about group text is because mm -hmm. that's really important to me. If I could continue group texting, mm -hmm. I would probably do it. Yeah. Uh, there's phone call, party line. When I was a kid, like the party oh, line yeah. was a real thing. All your friends got on the party line. Y'all talked amazing. on the phone. <laughs> so you could still try that. That would be fun. It's an option. You kind might of, actually have... Who has time to talk on the phone? I don't know. <laughs> well, you got time to text. I guess. I, I just like texting. It's like inconvenient. My thumbs were not designed for texting. I mean, I hit one thumb covers the entire keyboard. Dang. So typing is really painful with those things. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? It is. Praise be to despite God. Despite of it all? Despite of it all. Despite the fact that the our phone overlords are taking over our lives, <laughs> it's still good to be here. It is still good to be here. Praise be to the God. The good news is if mm -hmm. people wanted to, who listen to our show, yeah. wanted to give up their phone, yeah. they could, okay. and they could still listen How? on the, the radio. They could. Yeah, That's true. Because we are on the radio. Vast majority of our audience is on the radio. We have a small audience online. And so, yeah, everyone online just like crush your phone and be like, all right, I'm buying a radio. Yeah. I tell you what, I wish and pray that uh, there is a resurgence uh, for radio as far as the digital side goes. Uh, because we have great conversations on the radio that our digital overlords just do not approve of or allow. 
So it is a wonderful thing to tune in to your local Catholic radio station and stay connected. So make sure that you don't prioritize the digital so much in your life that you don't have the ability to turn on a radio when you can or want to. I just love it. Thank God for Catholic Radio. We're going to have a great conversation this hour, too. Praise be to God. We're going to, of course, play our game show coming up at 15 past the hour, where you could win prizes. If you've not played before, I encourage you, please be our caller at the right time. And, I don't know, hopefully, prayerfully, our phones will cooperate with us so that uh, that goes smoothly. However, I'll give you the phone number, but if you want to hedge your bet, go to our website, Get it there. Click on the Fear and Trembling link. It'll take you down to where all of the rules are, the phone number, everything. Go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt. You'll find the links there. Praise be, praise be to God. And don't forget to jump on our email list as well. I'm going to be sending an email this week. So on Thursday, I always send the CDT Insider email. I'm, I want to roll out a plan for the Holy Season of Lent to ask you to join us in praying and fasting and doing penance, acts of reparation for the conversion of heretics and blasphemers. Let's not abandon these souls. Uh, This is a fight for uh, their souls. And so let's pray, fast, and do penance. And I want to cover every single day during the season of Lent. And would you volunteer to fast, do penance, and to pray at least one day during Lent for for someone who is uh, committing crimes of heresy or blasphemy? I mean, let's, let's do something to actually... Uh, offer our sufferings up for their salvation. So I'm going to roll out a calendar. You'll respond and say, Joe, put me on for Tuesday, March, whatever. And then I'll put your name on there, and we will cover every day uh, offering up our sacrifices. Would you do that? Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT to make sure you're on the CDT Insider email list, and I'll send that to you on Thursday with instructions. So join us this Lent for praying, fasting, and doing penance for the conversion of heretics and blasphemers around the world. Let's not abandon them. All right? Praise be to God. We're going to jump into it, praying for your intentions, dear listener, asking the Queen of Heaven and Earth to whisper your intentions and needs into the ear of her divine child, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And here is your good news story for the day. The Blaze reports mom recognizes armed robbery suspect as her son and immediately forces him to surrender to police. One Chicago area mother earned herself an early nomination for mother of the year. An armed robbery suspect was nabbed by police because his own mother recognized him in photographs released by law enforcement and forced her son to turn himself into authorities. Zion Brown, an 18-year-old sophomore at Loyola University in Chicago, was charged with armed robbery. Authorities allege that Brown robbed a conductor of Chicago's commuter train system last Tuesday afternoon, pointing a handgun at the conductor's stomach and stealing $100. Surveillance footage shows Brown with a gun in his hands and then when leaving the train platform, and then leaving the train platform, excuse me, while the just-robbed conductor still had his hands in the air. 
After the robbery, Brown allegedly went to class. Unfortunately for him, he quickly learned that every mother has a unique relationship and knowledge of her children. That is so true. On the same day of the alleged robbery, Brown's mother saw surveillance images of the robbery suspect that had been shared by police and circulated by the media. She recognized the suspect as her son, and she immediately drove him to a police station in Calumet City and forced him to surrender to police. In court, Brown admitted to the robbery and claimed he committed the crime because he was hungry and needed money to eat. Brown said the gun he used in the crime was actually a BB gun, which he tossed into a nearby dumpster after the robbery. At a bond hearing, Brown's defense attorney apparently tried to curry sympathy with the judge, asking her to remember her days as a college student, who may have found herself short on cash when hungry. The judge was left flabbergasted by the excuse and thus granted the state's request for no bail. The judge reportedly said that if she had been hungry as a poor college student, then she would not have robbed somebody to get money. And sometimes, you just have to learn the hard way. And that's good news. God love you. The saint of the day is, unfortunately, I know we only do Dominicans here, but I made an exception. We're going to do a Franciscan. Uh, Saint Margaret of Cortona. She was born in 1247 in Loviana in Tuscany. Her father was a small farmer, and Margaret's mother died when she was only seven years old, and her stepmother had little care for her. She rejected at, she was rejected at home, and so she ran off and eloped with a youth from Monte Pulciano and bore him a son out of wedlock. And after nine years, her lover was murdered without warning, and Margaret left and returned as a penitent to her father's house. When her father refused to accept her and her son, she went to the friar's minor at Cortona, where she received asylum. Yet Margaret had difficulty overcoming temptations of the flesh. One Sunday, she returned to Loviana with a cord around her neck, and at mass, she asked pardon for her past scandal. She attempted to mutilate her face, but was, was restrained by Friar Gutian. He, Margaret received, earned a living by nursing sick ladies, and later she gave this up to serve the sick and poor without recompense, subsisting only on alms. Eventually, she joined the Third Order of St. Francis, and her son also joined the Franciscans a few years later. Margaret advanced rapidly in prayer and was said to be in direct contact with Jesus, as exemplified by her frequent ecstasies. The friar recorded some of the messages she received from God, not all of them related to herself, and she courageously presented messages to others. In 1286, Margaret was granted a charter allowing her to work for the sick and the poor on a permanent basis. Others joined with personal help and some with financial assistance. Her group that she started were known as the Poor Ones. She also founded a hospital at Cortona and the Confraternity of Our Lady of Mercy. Some of them turned on Margaret and even accusing her of illicit relations with the friar. All the while, Margaret continued to preach against vice and many, through her, returned to the sacraments. She also showed extraordinary love of the mysteries of the Eucharist and the Passion of Jesus Christ. Divinely warned of the day and hour of her death, she died on February 22, 1297, having spent 29 years performing acts of penance. She was canonized in 1728. St. Margaret of Cortona, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things, a Franciscan saint of the day. Who knew? Uh, hey, the gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. 
He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Jerome would say, By his confession, then he obtains a title, which should signify that he had received a revelation from the Holy Spirit, whose son he shall also be called, for Baryonus in our tongue signifies the son of a dove. Others take it in the simple sense that Peter is the son of John. Now, Joanna is interpreted the grace of God. But either name has its mystical interpretation. The dove signifies the Holy Ghost, and the grace of God signifies the spiritual gift. Close quote. St. Jerome, pray for us. And either way, St. Jerome's looking at this like the hand of the Holy Ghost is in this for sure. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, yeah, so normally I'd read from Cornelius Lapidae, but instead I want to read a passage to you from Professor Plinio on the, uh, the, the Roman pontiff. He had such a love for the papacy, and even though there is a crisis in the church, he loved the papacy and fought for the papacy. He said, whenever he remi- remembering his childhood, I still recall the catechism lesson in which the papacy was explained to me. Its divine institutions, its powers, its missions— My heart of a child, I was about nine years old, was filled with admiration, with rapture, with enthusiasm. I had found the ideal to which I would dedicate my whole life. From then to now, my love for this ideal has only grown. And I pray to Our Lady that she ever increase in me. Until my dying breath, I desire the last act of my intellect may be an act of faith in the papacy. That my last act of love may be an act of love for the papacy. That in fact, I would die in the peace of the elect, well united to Mary, my mother, and through her to Jesus, my King and my God and my excellent Redeemer." And he goes on in a in his other passage, whenever he talks about the principle, whenever Paul VI had ordered many of the Catholics to, to not fight against the communist, he says, the church is not, nor the church was, or ever is, a prison of four consciences. The bond of obedience to the successor of Peter, which we will never break, which we love in the most profound depths of our soul, and to which we tribute our highest love, This bond we kiss at the very moment in which, overwhelmed with sorrow, we affirm our position. And on our knees, gazing with veneration at the figure of His Holiness, Paul VI, we express all our fidelity to Him. And this filial act, we say to Peter, uh, the pastor of pastors, our soul is yours, our life is yours. Order us to do whatever you wish, only do not order us to do nothing in the face of the sailing red wolf. To this, our conscience is opposed. To summarize, We must love the papacy. We must give devotion to the papacy. And we must pray for the Pope. But at the same time, if the Pope commands us to do anything that's contrary to God's law, we must not obey. And so, yes, it is a divine institution. It's a glorious institution that our Lord has established for us to love and to be obedient to and to pledge our fidelity to. But at the same time, we must be uh, true to Christ over man at the end of the day. 
but let's have a love and a devotion to the, to the Petron office. Praise be to God in all things. It is time to play our game, Fear and Trembling, that Catholic trivia game show where we uh, offer prizes. But what you need to do is make a phone call. So the first caller gets to be the contestant. We especially give uh, a little bump to those that have never played before. This is your first time. It's fun. It's easy. You don't even need to know the answers to win our game. All you do need to do is make a phone call, 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. You're back. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? First Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read scripture, read the catechism, listen to apologetics tapes, listen to Catholic radio, learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5 verse 10, do not be afraid, henceforth you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have secrets and agendas. But what we need most is a phone call on the line, and that phone number is 877-757-9424. If you've never played, it's fun, it's easy. I promise you, it's not going to be that bad. So call right now, 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424, First caller gets to be the contestant. And there are a few things that we secretly do. We have an agenda. I just don't tell anybody. I keep it secret. So you have to promise me to also keep it secret. Tell no one what I'm about to share with you. Number one, 
We like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you did not know before about your Catholic faith. Praise be to God. Number two, we like to have a laugh. We like to have a good time, and our callers are amazing. They laugh with us. They're great sports, and we enjoy that quite a bit. And then, of course, number three is we give out prizes, which means it's a winner for everyone. All right? Praise be to God. Uh, but here's the kicker. Three three Catholic trivia questions. The caller does not need to know any of the correct answers because I don't ask them. I ask Rudy. I ask Adrian. One of which will be correct. The other will be incorrect. And the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And then every correct answer goes into the coffee cup at Divine Providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? Praise God. Our sponsor this show the for this week is Catholic Drive Time. We're, we're going to be the sponsor this week. We'll be putting together a prize pack that includes prayer cards, a book, and also an autographed CDT mug. Nice. So despite being up early, you will be alert looking to the left mm-hmm. and to what? the right. What? Okay. Mm-hmm. After drinking your morning brew from your trusty CDT mug. Autographed. Autographed, By baby. You. you. By, yeah, me, you, yeah. and Adrian. Oh, we get to sign it, too. Oh, yeah. That's even bonus, right? I'll there. let you guys do it. Why not? Yeah. Now, you want to get in on the coffee mugs now because we're about to design the 2.0, the 2022 version of the CDT mug. And uh, so you want to get the first version because it'll be a collector's item, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be – sorry, you know, we're talking about dumb phones earlier in the program. Man, we have some pretty dumb phones. Yeah, praise be to God. All right, here's <laughs> the deal. Uh, where As of right now, the phone lines are wide open. So we can't play the game and give out prizes if, if we don't have a contestant. So what we need is a contestant. So if it's been, a, like, say, a long time since you've played last, we'll call back. But uh, new callers are welcome at 877-757-9424. We did have to reboot the phones a couple times, but I believe they're up and running now at 877-757-9424. So call us now, be our first caller, and we can play our game at 877-757-9424. Now, I have, uh, so I'm going to throw in the DVD the Father Patrick Payton Prayer Pray DVD that's going to go in the prize pack. I also have the book from Alan Smith on Fulton Sheen. I think I'm going to throw that in the prize pack as well. So it's going to be a pretty great prize pack this week, sponsored by yours truly, Catholic Drive Time, which you can find more information on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Adrian, are you able to put Don on the line? Don, are you there? Don, are you there? D- well, Adrian's going to run over and put Don on the phone. So we have a, do have a caller. Praise be to God. We're very grateful. Uh, but uh, Adrian has to run around. Uh, Don, are you there? Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Don. Don, are you there? <laughs> Ten times a chance. Don, good morning. Praise be to God. I'm here. Yeah. Where are you calling from, Don? Uh, Greenville, Texas. Greenville, Texas. Praise be to Jesus. And where do you go to church, Don? St. Williams. St. Williams. I love that. Praise be to God. Are you a uh, longtime listener of Catholic Drive Time? Do you know how the game is played? Yes, I'm uh, called before. I'm oh, okay. Don. I can't keep a secret. I tell everybody. Oh, you're about the blabbermouth, Don. It's been a long time. <laughs> you know, yeah, you've been yeah. you've been blabbing around. People know my secrets now, Don. Thanks to you. So uh, I need you to like refrain, okay? Keep it between us from now on. You promise me? Um, sure. 
All right, all right. They say loose lips, <laughs> loose they lips sink, sink ships. ships. That's right. Sink ships. Yes, okay, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> we are up against the clock, so we're going to dive into it. We'll start with Rudy first, as is our custom. Rudy, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Rudy, are you ready? I'm ready. I was about to give you a news broadcast, but yes, I'm ready. <laughs> are you sure? I'm so ready. I don't know, man. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those games. <laughs> Rudy, can you tell me, what is the term for bending of the right knee as a sign of adoration or reverence. That is what's called the downward facing dog. <laughs> so you go, you're not, you can't see me on the radio, but no, I thank, am, thank I am Lord. downwardly facing like a dog. <laughs> downward facing dog, you say. The bending of the right knee. Okay. Um, I think we ought to get a second opinion, Don. On we should. Why? Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Adrian. Hey, Joe. Can you tell me? I mean, two de- two degrees from university, you better be able to tell me. I'm a self-identified doctor. <clears throat> what is the term for bending of the right knee as a sign of adoration or reverence? The bending of the right knee Correct, as sir. a sign yes. of adoration mm-hmm. or Not reverence. Not the left. The Not right. the left, the right. Okay. Yeah, so you look to your left. Uh-huh. You look to your right. Yeah. Then you take a knee, what? and that's a genuflection. A genuflection, mm-hmm. you say. That ain't no Colin Kaepernick knee. Nope. Wow. Okay. Uh, Hey, Don, here's the deal. The bending of the right knee as a sign of adoration or reverence. Adrian says it's called a genuflection, but Rudy says it's called the downward-facing dog. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Don, what say you? I say Adrian. Adrian. Go, Adrian. Excellent choice. Yeah, you put a little too much exuberance and zealousness Duh. into that, Don. One does not need to be so excited about admitting he, the correctness. He wanted the, of the uh, he wanted the second bu- uh, uh, winter bell. <laughs> uh, that's why. Downward facing dog. I didn't know you did yoga there, uh, Rudy. Don't do yoga. Don't that was a joke. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go. You're in the cup, Don. Congratulations. Let's go to question number two here. A super easy, Don. I'm like. I don't even know why we're asking this. Every single person on planet Earth probably knows the answer to this one. Hey, Adrian. Hey, Joe. Can you... T- <laughs> That's so creepy. Can you tell me? Maybe. What is the Decalogue? The Decalogue. Yes. That is actually the cards that I keep, uh, the trivia cards. So all of that's called the Decalogue. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Right here. If you're looking it's, online, you can you can see the yeah. Decalogue. Mm-hmm. These, this is the, the Decalogue. Log of the deck. Yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. Makes hey. sense. <laughs> Good morning, Rudy. Rudy, can you tell me what is the Decalogue? What is the Decalogue? Well, if little known fact, they're still they're still in place. Okay. Always remember that they're still in place. That's the Ten Commandments. Okay. Wow. We have to obey those? Still? We have to obey them still to this day. I... Hard to believe, but it's true. Really? Yes. The, you say it's the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments, baby. All right, Don. Don't ask me to tell you what they are. What is the deck? <laughs> what is the... That's going to be a pop quiz. Don, you should insist Rudy tell you what those are. Hey, uh, so here's the deal. What is the Decalogue? Rudy says the Ten Commandments versus Adrian says it's the deck of his trivia cards. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Don, what say you? Going with Rudy. Sorry, Adrian. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to I apologize. I forgive you. Apologizing so for hey, Don. Don't worry, Don. I forgive you. Oh, forgive wow. You. Shameless. Shameless. You're in for two, Don. Congratulations. Super simple. Super easy. Uh, let's see here. 
Hardest this question we've ever had. Next question. I wouldn't say it's the hardest we've ever had, but it's it's not going to be. I don't know. It could be hard. It we'll might. See. I think this might be the hardest question we've ever had. Ever? Ever. Literally. Of all the ever. Literally. Like, it's easily the hardest right. question. Hey, Rudy, can you tell me? To commit schism is to formally separate from what? So you say schism. Mm-hmm. Some people would say schism. <laughs> but I, I don't know that means... That you are separating yourself from the one true holy Catholic and apostolic church. So separating from the church. Separating yourself from it. Huh. Hey, Adrian. Hey, Joe. Can you tell me? Yes. To commit schism. To commit schism. Or schism. 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 Is, is it schism? Schism. Schism. Is to formally separate from <laughs> what? Uh, yes. To commit schism is to formally separate yourself from your biological family. Really? Yes. I've been told that, actually. Yes. Guess okay. I'm a schism. And, and so whenever you leave for work, <laughs> you actually commit schism. Every day? Yeah. That's rough. You're away from your family. All right, Don, here is the deal. To commit schism is to formally separate from what Adrian seems to think is from his parents, which I think they're grateful for. And Ouch. Rudy seems to think it's from the church. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Don, what say you? I'm going with Rudy again. Sorry. Just got to do it. That's all right. All right, Don. I see how it is. All right. I get it. I get it. All right. Perfect score, Don. Congratulations. All shenanigans aside, curveballs and the like, you played a great game, sir. God love you, Don. Thanks for being on with us once again. Thank you. Hold tight, Don. We're going to get your phone number again just in case. It be God's will that your name come out of that cup on Friday. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, I apologize for all the phone problems. We are trying to fix them. For If you tried to call in and you got caught up in that, mea culpa. Hopefully tomorrow that gets repaired. Join us in the after show. God Thank loves you. you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. The church is one foundation, is Jesus Christ her Lord. She is his new creation, by water and the word. From heaven he came and sought her, to be his holy bride. With his own blood he bought her, and for her life he He died. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, 
and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to, to Almighty, Almighty God, God and to and you, to you my, my brothers and sisters that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what, what I have done, in what, what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most, most grievous, grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and to you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us, for you alone, the Holy One, you alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High. Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God, Father, Amen, Amen. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that no tempests may disturb us, for you have set us fast on the rock of the Apostle Peter's confession of faith. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, I exhort the presbyters among you as a fellow presbyter and witness to the sufferings of Christ and one who has a share in the glory to be revealed. Tend the flock of God in your midst, overseeing not by constraint, but willingly, as God would have it, not for shameful profit, but eagerly. Do not lord it over those assigned to you, but be examples to the flock. 
and when the chief shepherd is revealed, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose. Beside restful waters he leads me, he refreshes my soul. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We are celebrating today the Feast of the Chair of Peter, which of course is a celebration of the church being built on the rock of the person of Peter, who of course is the first pope, and also on the rock of Peter's confession of faith, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Today's readings really point to the church as being both a divinely founded institution, but also, of course, an institution uh, made up of human beings and with human cooperation. Uh, today's gospel highlights that very clearly. On one hand, you have Jesus telling Peter that his revelation that Jesus is the Christ of the, of the living, Son of the living God has been revealed to Peter by the Heavenly Father. And of course we have Jesus giving his divine promise that the gates of hell shall never prevail against the church. 
The church is a divinely willed institution that has been willed by Jesus Christ, and the confession of faith of Peter was revealed to him by the Father. On the other hand, of course, the church is a human institution as well. We see that clearly today, that Peter is uh, cooperating with Jesus. He is cooperating with the plan of God in revealing the, his confession of faith. But also that Peter himself is a human being who we know had his ups and downs in life. He had his great triumphs. And of course, most importantly, he finished in the most heroic way through his martyrdom uh, in St. Peter's Square. And at the same time, we know Peter had his weaknesses. And all of it can kind of lead us to ask the question, is the Catholic Church perfect? And the answer is really going to be yes and no. The answer is yes in the sense that Jesus Christ is the head of the church. The Pope is his vicar, but Jesus himself is the head, and Jesus is true God and true man, and therefore the church is perfect insofar as her head is perfect. The church is also perfect insofar as she possesses the means to make holy and to sanctify. In fact, you could say the Holy Spirit is the soul of the church, and the sacraments of the church are really gifts of sanctification through the power of the Holy Spirit that provide efficacious means to help sanctify the people of God. And in this sense, the church too is holy. She has the means to make holy through the power of the Holy Spirit in the sacraments. And thirdly, we can say the church is also perfect in the sense that she has members who have achieved the goal of sanctity, those who have been perfected in the love of Jesus Christ and their earthly life and who are saints and therefore in reaching their perfection in life are also a part of this perfect dimension of the church. On the other hand, we can also say that there is a dimension of the church which is not perfect. And if you want to know where that dimension goes in, all what we have to do is look in the mirror. And insofar as the church is made up of people like you and me, people who are still works in progress, who are still in the battle to overcome definitively uh, the power of sin in our lives, there is still going to be this human element or this element of imperfection in the church. I think when we look at our modern times, um, the element of imperfection or even the sinfulness of the members of the body of Christ have come out sometimes in some rather horrid ways. And, you know, in moments where we're faced with things like the abuse crisis in the church or even less scandalous things, perhaps sometimes we're not always pleased with how money is spent at our local parish level, or there are decisions which are made that we don't agree with, and who knows, maybe we're even right that they weren't the right decisions to be made on a local level or on something pertaining to the church. But it's precisely in those moments, too, where we're always called to remember the human side of the church, the imperfect side of the church is very clear. We human beings make mistakes and sometimes we make grave mistakes. And that is where the challenges come in within the church. But we should never forget, and what today's celebration and feast day is really calling us to, we should never forget the promise of Jesus Christ, that the church was divinely instituted, it was divinely founded, 
and it possesses the promise of Christ that the gates of hell will never prevail against it. And for that reason, we as Catholics are always striving to be faithful because we know that one faith we believe in has been passed down to us from the very confession of faith that Peter made 2,000 years ago down to our time. And we rely totally on the promises of Christ to know that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And so, my brothers and sisters, as we go forward today, let us pray in earnest for all members of the church that we would all truly strive to achieve the goal of sanctity in our life. Uh, let us play, pray for all church leaders um, in, in a special way for all of the bishops and also for our Holy Father that as the Vicar of Christ that he would continue to lead the church and would always be an instrument of the divine will and that even we human beings and our weaknesses that the glory of Jesus Christ would always shine forth fully in the church. Amen. Trusting in our Father's love and mercy, let us bring our petitions before him. We pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for his physical and spiritual needs. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear her. We pray for all bishops and government leaders, that they would be guided by the wisdom and counsel of the Holy Spirit in their decisions. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. We pray for the sick and the suffering, that they would be given consolation in their faith and experience the healing touch of Jesus Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for an increase in vocations to the sacred priesthood and religious life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our family, friends, and benefactors, for those joining us online and through radio, and for all those who have asked for our prayers and those enrolled in the Salt Mass Association. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. And for those intentions that we hold in our heart. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, we thank you for hearing our petitions and granting our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess him, King of glory now. Tis the Father's pleasure, we should call him Lord. Who from the beginning was the mighty word. Humbled for a season to receive a name. From the lips of sinners, Unto whom he came, faithfully he bore it, spotless to the last, brought it back victorious when from death he passed, bore it up triumphant with its human light. Through all ranks of creatures to the central height, to the throne of Godhead, to the Father's breast, filled it with the glory of that perfect rest. 
Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands. Praise and glory of his name, good and good of all his holy church. Accept with favor, O Lord, we pray, the prayers and offerings of your church, that with St. Peter as her shepherd she may come to an eternal inheritance. For it is through his teaching that she holds the faith in its integrity, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your heart. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for you, Eternal Shepherd, do not desert your flock, but through the blessed apostles watch over it and protect it always, so that it may be governed by those you have appointed shepherds to lead it in the name of your Son. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaot, plenis uncelia terra, gloria tua, hosanna in excelsis, benedictus, qui venit en nomine domini, hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, 
giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, and Michael our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Preceptis salutaribis moniti, et divina institutione formati, audemus dicere, Pater noster, qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat renum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum, da nobis hodie, et imite nobis debita nostra, secut et nos dimitimus, debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnostei, qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. Agnostei, qui tolis peccatamundi, Miserere nobis, Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. All else be not to me, save that thou art. Thou my best thought, by day or by night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light. Be thou my wisdom, and thou my true word. I ever with thee, and thou with me, Lord. Thou my great Father, thine own may I be. Thou in me dwelling, and I one with thee. Let us pray. O God, who at our celebration on the feast day of the blessed Apostle Peter have nourished us by communion in the body and blood of Christ, Grant, we pray, that this redeeming exchange may be for us a sacrament of unity and peace through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim. Till all the world adore his sacred name. Come, brethren, follow where our captain trod, our king victorious, Christ the Son of God. Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim. The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. 
from every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. Celebrating 2,000 years of truth, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. is a co-production of